0: Raks Sharki it means dance of Middle Eastern. Raks means is a dance. Sharki is a Middle Eastern.
1: Welcome to Baladance Life Podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Life together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start hello everyone how are we doing how was your week so far i just came back a few days ago from odessa from orient empire festival organized by juliana Voronina, and i'm still under the uh, really great impression under the f- after the festival the size of the festival the level of organization the level of artist uh, it literally blew my mind and i haven't been to uh, of uh, those kind of competitions for a long time, when it's actually two days non-stop competition, three different rooms, more than a thousand performances over those two days. It was quite impressive to see all the effort and all the passion to balance that was just in the air otherwise it would not uh, put together so many people at one place at the same time but uh, taking head uh for organizers for doing all those work Uh, juliana and her team uh for bringing together so many uh, people from different uh, not only cities of ukraine but different countries too and uh, teachers and even like doing logistics for all those uh, not only workshops but competition performances too and of course congratulations to all uh, winners and to all participants because truly uh, everyone is a winner and we are all evolving and uh, challenging ourselves and evolving uh, with our dance performance after performance so regardless if you got a medal or diploma or not uh, uh, still uh, i hope you consider yourself a winner and one step closer to your dream level of dancing speaking of uh, uh, developing your dance skills and getting closer to your uh, dream level i hope All of you have already saw first teasers of our second Instagram challenge of the podcast. Yes, it's coming very, very soon. To be exact, we start on November 25th. There will be five teachers featured previously on the podcast. And this time, uh, this time challenge will be about learning choreography created by five different teachers and I cannot say all, all secrets yet but it, I saw parts of the choreography already and it's so engaging and so cool I was literally watching as like I want to run to the dance studio and start already learning and practicing it <laughs> but I'll do it together with you later um, I haven't announced yet all teachers but starting from tomorrow I will be uh, putting announcement one by one on my Instagram so if you don't follow me yet on Instagram uh, go ahead and find me it's Dash uh, dance uh, as usual all those links are in the show notes but uh, starting from tomorrow I will be announcing all our teachers so if you want to be first go ahead and check uh, uh, keep an eye on my social media or you can leave it till surprise till we now do official announcement closer to november 25 but you can already mark your calendar for november 25 it's the first day of challenge and first uh, part of the choreography will be released on that day, and of course it's always uh, free, it's always fun, and last time we had so many participants from all around the world, it really was so Such a big surprise for me, the feedback uh, that we got from community. So thank you so much to everyone who participated in the previous challenge. And I hope you will be with us again for our second Validance Live podcast challenge. And for those who missed our first challenge, I hope you join us now for the second one. So again, it's November 25. I will be giving more details soon, but if you want to be the first one to discover all details, go ahead and keep an eye on my social media, specifically Instagram. As for today's interview, this guest was on my mind for such a long time to feature on the podcast i saw his performance first time in 2011 and it's still uh, in front of my eyes uh, because he was doing mesmerizing work with uh, tambourines and doves and he was doing a folklore inspired piece at one of the festivals in istanbul that i had pleasure to attend and also, we have featured a couple of his students on the podcast, and every time I interviewed one of those artists, after interview they said to me, "Yana, you have to get uh, on the interview on the podcast Serkan Tutar." So finally, we did it. Please welcome to the podcast to our informal chatting space (laughs) Serkan Tutar who is international reward-winning Turkish ballet dancer and teacher. He is the winner of Brandon Oasis 2006, uh, holder of title Male Ballet Dancer of the World 2008, organizer of Rakas Istanbul International Oriental Dance Festival in Turkey. Sarkhan currently lives in Belgium, where he is renowned for both his Middle Eastern dance instruction and performances. His teaching methods are clear, concise, delivered with kindness, in a supportive environment, and this is obviously proved by the feedback from his students that we heard or received on the podcast too this man has so much wisdom to share and uh, and spread and his love and passion to the dance art is uh, without any questions and doubts and with all his uh, input that he first of all puts in his students but also puts in his event and uh, activities uh, really really deserve recognition and um, acknowledgement. So I'm really happy to present this uh, interview, this conversation with Sarkhan on the podcast and I absolutely sure you will absolutely enjoy it and right after it you will start packing your uh, bags and luggages or at least marking your calendars and you will discover later why. But before we dive in the interview itself i just want to give a quick thank you for our supporters belly evolution who supports this podcast from almost very beginning of its existence and uh, there are some great news for you jelena's bd is excited to debut their fifth production the jungle book at the world of orient festival in march 2020 Jelena takes you on a magical adventure following Mowgli through the jungles of India. The story is brought to life through colorful and vibrant international dances performed by kapua De Souza, Luna Pumyan and of course Jelena with new music by Paul Dean and Kader Ahmad. See show dates at bellidanceevolution.com or audition for the cast at joinbd.com. Hello, Zarkan, how are you? I'm so happy you are joining us today on the podcast, and it's a great pleasure to host you here and do this uh, interview.
0: <laughs> Hello, Jana. It's, uh, actually, it's a pleasure, it's mine. I'm so happy when I uh, hear from you about this interview. You're interesting to talk about uh, me and my experience about the belly dance. I'm so glad because I listen sometimes or I'm following you and I hear all this interview with other dancers and it's, it's really interesting. I think you're doing uh, very good things because not only specific one style and you do many different dancers, many different styles and it's really good for the name of the belly dance. Thank you
1: oh. to make me
0: fight spades. <laughs>
1: Thank you. And I'm so thrilled to hear that you're also are, uh, listening to the podcast uh, and uh, enjoying these interviews. And uh, every artist is so special. And I'm so happy to now add another interview with you because uh, you're very special too. And you have so much to add and share with dance community. <laughs> um. So let's start from the very beginning, actually. Uh, can you share with us, please, how did dance uh, in a professional way or in the way that you are doing it now, how did it enter your life?
0: Actually, uh, I would love to, to say, like I'm sure many uh Dancers like uh, I didn't. I was born as a dancer. I Dances find me. It's, no, it was not like that. Uh, I start uh, for joke. Well, I always was dancing. I'm Turkish, and in our uh, wedding parties or all the festivities, we always love to dance. And when I was 17, and everybody knows around me, I love to dance and I dance every time. They were one party, and then they said, uh, "Yes, I can uh, can dance." I said, "Yes, I can dance. It's no problem for me," uh, because that time is uh, male belly dancers is again started popular in Turkey. Uh, th- actually, this is our old culture. We have uh, male belly dancers. We call them zenne, but uh, by the time is war and all these things is forgets and uh, when i was 17 or that period it started popular again and then i said okay i can start i can dance actually I was not planning to be belly dancer male belly dancer i just uh, uh say yes i will dance but how i will dance with the with what costume whatever i had no idea it was not a professional way and uh, that night I dance on the stage and since that night I'm on the stage still so it's like uh, more than 25 years I'm dancing
1: oh but did you have any like dance activities before like why why were you even invited to suddenly to perform and and do performance on stage if you didn't like it, it sort of was your first uh, perfor- like, um, dance interaction in terms that got you involved in the professional dance life after that. But what was v- before that, <laughs> that of initiated course. that invitation?
0: <laughs> of course, I'm the, I'm the child or I'm the person, you know, in the group is always somebody. It's, uh, one is most funny, other one is more like cooking every time. So I was always dancing. I was always uh, dancing in the group when with the friends, with the family, when there's uh, the weddings or activities, I always dancing and they always like uh, my dance. Uh, so that night I did just for fun. Okay, not for joke. It's maybe joke is not correct words. For fun, I did this and I feel so happy on the stage that I never forget. Like I feel so good that night, and then I understand uh, I want to do this. Like I want to dance on the stage, and then of course, then my uh, adventure start. I start to to learn. I uh, search the teachers that time, of course, not like uh, social media, like now. And that time is we had uh, videotapes, videotapes, videocassettes. And of course, uh, before I started that night, I was learning the Oriental dance because my parents uh, go to Saudi Arabia to, to work and like my father. And there I fall in love with this Arabic music. Of course, in Turkish music is in my blood. So plus I had this Arabic music and it's a a mixture uh, mix uh, of them. It's always uh, make me feel dance this music, these songs. And uh, there, because of I have advantage, I was child. I was 10 years old. Uh, when I was Saudi Arabia, then I can go to f- women's side because yeah, there's uh, men and women is separate in the activities. So I go with my father to men's side, but with my mother to women's side. So I saw how they dancing and how I saw how they uh, enjoying and uh, the hip drops and hands. Even we had uh, landlords. She was uh, one big lady, but I never forget how she danced. So that time I learned, I understand for dance, you don't need to be skinny or slim or there's no size. How you feel it, you can bring to your dance. So uh, she was my first teacher. She's not a teacher, just she was showing me how I can move my hands, how I can make hip drops. And I was just 10 years old. So that's uh, how I my background starts for the dance. And when I was 17, I danced on the stage for fun. And like I said before, I feel, yes, I want to be on the stage. So since that time, I'm dancing.
1: Oh, wow. That's so, so interesting and, uh, such a cool, cool story and introduction to, to Paladin's <laughs> world, uh, uh, in general. But I'm really curious, uh, because you mentioned that you saw, um, in Saudi Arabia, you saw dances of like regular people. Not professional dancers, I'm just not talking. It was like regular people, how they would dance at their parties. Do you find any differences in that style of dancing from how people would dance in Egypt or Turkey?
0: Yes, yes, of course. It's uh, totally different. First of all, there's no uh, belly dancers. In Saudi, uh, it's a belly dancer or dancer uh, is forbidden. Just these uh, female activities when they are all um, women together, and then they uh, uh, dancing and singing. Of course, they are not into only for belly dance. They are making more like a kaliji like a Gulf uh, dance dances. So it's uh, it's different. Egyptian style is different. Turkish style totally different uh so i am uh, always saying i'm lucky person i have all this mixture in my style because when i say we are all dancers and teachers cooking maybe same food with a different sauce or different spice on it so in my food is uh, in the dance i'm using uh, turkish spice and some egyptian sauce some saudi um, uh, taste i mean not all things i'm using this way but i like to to mix uh, things without disturbing the style because if you do it for example uh, kaliji with uh, i don't know with the shorts and or mini skirts, for example, <laughs> this is really disturbing. This is really not correct. You need to do it correct style without disturbing style, just little bit different sauce in it. Do you understand what I mean? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Uh, but I'm also very curious because when I did my research, I saw a lot of, uh, um, Places that you mentioned that at some point you also fall in love uh, specifically with Egyptian style, and now you're offering workshops both in Egyptian Oriental style and in Turkish Oriental style. So how how was your interaction and exploration of uh, uh, Egyptian belly
0: dance? Uh, for example, uh, I told you when I start, it was no social media and and not easy to find a teacher. Uh, so I bring it to Turkey from uh, Saudi uh, some videotapes and uh, all is from Egyptian belly dancers. And uh, my uh, favorite star that time, Nagwa Fuat. It's uh, when I saw her dance, I fall in love with her. It's, I love her. So I try to learn, for example, from her, the the things, Egyptian uh, things. Of course, from the videotape or from uh screen is not easy to learn. Just you're copying, you're imitating what you see. But of course, I didn't stay this way. And I tried to find some Egyptian teachers and Thanks, God. In the time I met with so many Egyptians and some of them is they become my teacher. And still, if I have chance, I run to learn from them because it's uh, very uh, nice always to learn new things. Never say, no, I'm, I'm done. I cannot learn nothing more. That's wrong. So I continue to learn. After this videotape, I continue to learn from uh, Egyptian teachers, and uh, so lucky I learned from some Turkish legendary dancers, which is also Nesin Topkapı, one of my teacher, and she uh, is a Turkish style belly dance. She's one of the queen, and there is of course more. There's many big names I learned. But because I took uh, more time with Nesin Topkapu, that's why I mention her name. So I'm um, so lucky I get both style, and I feel uh, that makes rich my style. Of course, I have so much respect who is doing only Egyptian style, who is doing only Turkish style. I have so much respect, but I like to get much as possible to on my style. That's, if I'm a little bit uh, special in dance, I think one of the reason is this, I like to make rich my style.
1: Mm. Being a dancer with such a, a great experience in both uh, styles and uh, such appreciation of both styles, can you, um, Give some. Uh, main characteristics that would differentiate Egyptian style from Turkish style that may help like dancers who may be just in the beginning of their journey and they only hear those names Turkish style, Egyptian style. And there is so much discussions now on how to dance or how not to dance. Can you help like with some, um, just like main features, like a couple things that would be really different in Egyptian and Turkish belly styles
0: actually in the beginning they were all the same they're not only egyptian style or the turkish style we were all doing the or dancing the same style just uh, by the time some people sometimes governments make some rules like for example Turkey style is a famous with floor work, but in Egypt, by the law, they forbid to dance on the floor. Only uh, Gavazi dancers can do it, can uh, dance on the floor. They say it. What I know from my teachers, and so, but Turkey, Turkey style is continue to do floor work. Why? Because this uh, Turkey style is. Uh, sorry, floor work, it's more sexy parts of the belly dance. So then, uh, Egypt, uh, by the law is a forbid floor work. But before time, they were doing also floor work. So it was the same. And, uh, I don't like to say the belly dance or oriental dance. It's uh, only Turkish or only Egyptian, only Lebanese, only no. It's uh, because what I know, Rax Sharki, it means dance of Middle Eastern. Rax means is a dance. Sharki is a Middle Eastern. So the dance of Middle Eastern, it's included uh, Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, Turkey, like all these Middle Eastern countries. But uh, there's some names, respect, uh, some legend names, legendary names. And they make it uh, some style they bring to the stage. And then they call this rakshaki. And then rakshaki, the word become like Egyptian style. For me, as a meaning of the words... The dance of Middle Eastern. So when I do, for example, uh, Turkish things, I I should call also uh, Raksharki because it's dance of Middle Eastern. So then, by the time it's a change, the meaning of the word is become Raksharki Egyptian style, and then Turkish style belly dance, which is the beginning of Turkish style is Chifte uh, is that change the word become Turkish style belly dance. But in the beginning, they were all the same. For example, floor work. For example, Turkish style, you cannot dance bare feet. You need to have dance shoes, which is, if you watch old Egyptian movies, they were also dancing with the shoes. And some names still, uh, I know some belly dancers from Egypt, they are still dancing with the shoes. So there's some small details make different but that's different we did it i mean as a human as a people they said no we are turkish we will do this way other ones said no we are egyptian we will dance this way but in the beginning i think it all was the same
1: Hmm. and uh, how about uh, musicality because i kind of feel these student styles they interpret and use music in in a different way
0: The Egyptians, they are uh, so lucky. They have, uh, of course, because of the uh, language and the culture and everything, they have many uh, oriental songs, oriental movies, and still, of course. In Turkish, uh, unfortunately, we don't have this much because we... uh, Don't uh, invent new music. We have some oriental songs, but then we change the style. We continue more pop sound. We turn our face more to Europe and then we change uh, the style of the music. So we have, we don't have much uh, songs in our uh, hands, not like Egyptians. Or not like Lebanese, um, le- uh, the song, but we, uh, we have, of course, something. Turkish Oriental, It's uh, except uh, the floor for work parts, we, ha- we have more uh, rhythmic, more energetic uh, music and um, one uh, of two oriental songs, always we have nine, eight rhythms, which is a Turkish uh, gypsy sound, the rhythms. Okay, uh, this is one, I need to open one parenthesis. When I call Turkish gypsy, this doesn't mean I say something bad about gypsies, never, because uh, for some people I know, I had this conversation in facebook some times before and they don't want me use uh, gypsy the word of gypsy because they feel uh, i'm seeing something bad about them and n- no never this is uh, i never say something bad about gypsy people when i say gypsy just this is about like to say, for example, you are women. I'm men. It's the same. Like, it's nothing bad. Because I'm teaching uh, gypsy style also. Turkish Roman Havas, I'm teaching. So how I can say something bad about it? And it's it's nothing to, to um, pointing like, hey, you are a woman. Hey, you are a man. Hey, you are a gypsy. No, not this way. Just to explain, like, what I'm teaching. Like, turkish gypsy style but some uh, people they don't like this word they want to use roma people and for me in my dictionary roma is is one city in italy or one culture in history roman people but if you say roman agree okay roman is a the gypsy people but then not Roma, so they prefer to use Roma and I prefer to use Roman or Gypsy. So in Turkish style belly dance, we uh, almost every time we have this rhythm on it and we have more energetic uh, style and accept floor work because floor work have to be slow. And and I think our songs, I mean Turkish style songs, is uh, shorter, because some Egyptian songs can be 21 minutes, or some some mezan say is like uh, seven, eight minutes, it easily, and which is nice, of course, I like them, and uh, our songs is not that long, for five minutes and uh, finish. So it's uh, that's the the first difference. I'm seeing when you ask it.
1: I actually was about to ask you about uh, the terminology and term uh, gypsy because I also uh encountered so many discussions on how a lot of people specifically uh in the Western world, they really try to push to use only term like turkish uh, roma roman or romani as far as i understand its adjective and i understand the point that gypsy has uh, uh the word gypsy has so much connotations and i heard from a couple of uh, um romani people uh who lives uh, like in the west uh, that they still prefer also prefer this way but i was always curious because whenever i talk to someone uh, turkish or Turkish Romani person, they actually don't feel anything bad about being called gypsy. And some people even insist, like, no, I'm, I'm gypsy. Like, what's, what's wrong with that? So I was also curious when you start using this term, like, what actually attitude to this word in Turkey?
0: In, actually, I always said, I wish to be gypsy. I wish to was born as a, Gypsy or Roman, Romani people. I love them and I love how they are living, how they are dancing. And it's, I have many friends and I have uh, teachers from them because I I was not born uh, with a gypsy style dancer. I mean, okay, Roman Havas. Uh, now I don't want to use every time gypsy, gypsy, they will be mad at me again. <laughs> and, uh, I have uh, my Roman havas teachers and I love her and I love him I have more than one so I never can say something bad about them or about the the how you say this life or the person. Mm-hmm. lifestyle nothing, uh-huh. yes is nothing wrong with that and for us when you say gypsy okay only they uh, have sometimes they say to each other, "Ah, I'm not gypsy, I'm Roman, because Roman is more educated, who go to school, who has a um, better situation as a life, as a food, as a house." So the gypsy is more poor, uh, not ed- educated well. Sorry. So that's between them. They said sometimes, "Ah, oh, you are gypsy, I'm Roman." when they have arguments something like that but uh, otherwise there's nothing bad about it in turkey we use this word this term is like gypsy and we use also roman and we but of course i have respect who has a problem with this uh, words there's some western uh, romani people and then they write me sirkan we don't like uh, you use this word like turkish gypsy dance so then i understand them and i change it i have respect because maybe they have much more different experience of their life and I mean people maybe treat them like hey you are a gypsy your your place is there and but in my case i always say like i'm colorblind i never see people uh et- etnic- ethnicity i don't know this correct words mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. your yeah. yes and ethnicity and or your man woman your sexuality your religion your uh believing i really really don't care i mean i don't think when I met you, you're a woman, you're a Christian, you're a Gypsy, you're uh, whatever. I really don't think this way. I look, you are human. You have heart. You have brain. That's enough. I don't um, classifying you like uh, you are this, you are that. No, because we are more than that. When we are uh, open ourselves, you never know. Maybe you uh, we are judging so quickly to the book from the uh, the cover, like you see this person ah oh, he's uh, dark skin so not good, but maybe he's the most or she's the most good person in in the world for you, but then you're judging so quickly so I'm against this how I can judge people, or I don't like people judge me neither, I'm sure even in this conversation, in this interview, ah, he's uh, uh, English, or he used this word, or he think this way. So people judging, but that's the wrong part. People judging for that moment, and nobody is uh, perfect to judge. Anyway, this is like a little bit out of uh, the dance, is about my philosophies of life. But uh, I'm thinking this way. So it's a Turkish gypsy or Romani or Roman. It's a, I all love them. It's a, I try to don't use the word Turkish gypsy, but if I use this doesn't mean something mean is bad or anything else, just because we learn this way.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a little bit, uh, not a little bit it's actually a very complicated topic <laughs> in general uh, all this terminology and uh, it's i kind of feel it's i mean it's not the same because of the nature of the subject but it's the same results in the same kind of discussions about even the terms belly dance or oriental dance in some countries belly dance will be offensive like oh what do you mean is it it's not just a dance of belly uh, and all those uh, also stereotypes around this term in other countries oriental dances actually will be not a proper term like oh what do you mean again colonization connotations orientalism uh uh politics and, and etc will come to to like oh don't use that term and uh when it's also connected to a specific um community and uh lifestyle and culture that already is uh, very complicated then this topic becomes even more sensitive
0: yes exactly because uh, like you say uh, some uh, people even they cannot say they are taking belly dance lessons because, uh, the, the, the word or the terms of belly dance is like, woohoo, wow, so sexy. It's like, uh, what they, and they mind, it's like belly dance is a equal of so erotic way or so sexy. But, uh, depends how you look in the subject. For me, uh, sometimes tango is more sexy or samba is much more sexy or you see the, how you look to the subject, but we are um, focusing, or of course, this is how we learn, and we continue this way, and we are focusing the, the scent of words like belly dance. But for me, I prefer, for example, oriental dance, which is more uh, huge. For me, belly dance is a sea, oriental dance is a ocean. Because Oriental, Orientalism, like you say, uh, it's more bigger, including, uh, Iran, uh, Iraq, until even Taiwan, China, because on Silk Road, it goes until there. So when you, uh, search Orientalism, is you go until Taiwan, which they have, uh, uh sorry, um, Indonesian also like they have the long nails. Uh, I mean, not real nails, as a dancing metal uh, nails. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what like they finger, finger extensions. <laughs> yes, I don't know the name. That's why I tried I mean neither. And, uh, but uh, now it's become more and more popular thanks to this uh, television programs. And uh, so it's this is also Oriental. Oriental is one. Um, style is not also there's oriental furnitures there's oriental style of living so it's a oriental is more general word, and i love them i like it because then you can search more the belly dance is more specific uh, style for me so oriental is more uh, ocean so when i'm go deep i discover new things in oriental dance that's why I love it. The belly dance is more uh, short. Okay, you learn. Of course, never stop to learn because I always say it. When you say, I'm done, this means I'm dead for me. Because never can say, I'm done. I never can learn something more. I mean, some people say, it, uh, yeah, I don't need to, to learn more because I'm professional whatever you're doing you always can learn something new the you can be professional ballet dancer but one time in the month you have to make basic techniques i believe this way
1: absolutely and a uh, great point that you highlighted that the term oriental it's not only refers to middle east it also for some people it's associated first of all with uh, uh, china and asia in, in, yes, in and general sure. and that's why that's why i was talking about that in some countries i also face the the problem that the term oriental it almost uh God's offensive or well, what do you mean you're using the term oriental dance because it in people's mind it associated with all other set of connotations related to asia that we as belly dancers we are not even aware about we are not even thinking or looking into that we are more focused on the middle east and uh for us it feels like logical um to use this so that's the whole point why I also brought up this, this subject that it's kind of the fight that you cannot win with this terminology. And uh, I guess the best way is just to, to be respectful and put great good intention in whichever term uh, you decided to use and just be aware where and with whom uh, you're communicating and how other person may perceive and hopefully not misunderstood misunderstand what you actually trying to to say or communicate using those kind of words
0: <laughs> exactly like whatever you're doing like you said do it uh, with respect to the style or uh, whatever you're doing do it with respect and try to uh, stay on the style like uh, you can be you can do oriental of turkey style oriental of chinese oriental or egyptian so it's like have respect to the style and do it the correct way like uh, like you say it's a uh, we don't need to um uh, how you say this because um Belly dance and Oriental dance, in one way, is uh, different. I mean, of course, many things is, is different also, but belly dance is more sparkling, more glittery. Is like more under the spotlights because uh, that's why uh, lately in belly dance world is uh, sorry to say this way, unfortunately, is more. Um, it's become. A copy of each other in every way. I mean, uh, the, okay, there's some dancers is wow. When I watch them, it's like, yes, he or she doesn't matter. It's wow. But then, unfortunately, you see 1000 more dancers is the same. And this is, for example, uh, not good for me. And it's about getting worse and worse. And uh, like one year before, they were just students. And then they are, uh, this year, they are becoming professional master teacher. And this, for example, I saw it more and more. And unfortunately, I have this experience also from some students, and like in the beginning, you see your name on the website, but then suddenly disappeared. Okay, no problem. But uh, when to say to yourself, master teacher, I think you need to have respect to your teachers or you need more experience. In one year, you cannot be master teacher or you don't need to copy... Uh, who you learn from uh, YouTube or from social media. You just copy the costume, you just uh, learn the choreography by video, and not even from the lesson. And then you do this. Other case is like now, every country has minimum eight uh, festivals. This is getting is uh, bad in my eyes because when you organize something i don't know it's maybe this is not our topic but we are talking about belly dance or oriental dance world so i need to say this and now the people just organize one or two workshops in the night there's show maybe sometimes competition and then they call this festival sorry don't do this. This is not a festival. This is events. Agree. We all can make, organize events. But don't call festival. And don't call international festival. Now, people, is even students, they start to organize this kind of things and call festival. Because now time for invite me, I will invite you. That system. Which is, I really, really, really don't like this because I'm a dancer. I'm a teacher. I'm an artist. If I'm more, uh, emotional than other, I mean, who's dancer, who's teacher, who's artist? They can understand me in this case. We are more emotional. Like, I prefer you invite me because you like my dance or because you like my teaching or something. Not because I have the festival, you need to invite me, because you're expecting I will invite you also. I have this kind of uh, invitations since uh, I start to organize my uh, RAKAS Istanbul, eight years already now, and every time I have this kind of uh, messages and I ignore them because, okay, maybe... Uh, you are new, maybe you don't have enough budget or something, but don't invite me because uh, you want, I invite you also. Because this is, don't bring up the the quality. You understand what I mean? It's yes, like,
1: absolutely. And that's a very unfortunate situation.
0: So that's a belly dance world is start to getting a little bit toxic. I don't know if it's the correct word I'm using. Maybe is my English is not so perfect, but uh, is becoming more toxic. Is like start to poison each other because there is so much things, not enough uh, people for nobody. Because this cake before time was maybe four pieces, now is uh, twenty-four pieces so everybody have small pieces so n- not enough and then they call themselves international festival or international master teachers so then is this is the actually uh, unfortunately uh, bad part of belly dance because everybody want to be under spotlights nobody want to learn ethnic it's like a traditional or folk lyric or um, the tradition actually is more correct words the traditional taste of the dance they don't want to learn they just want to learn uh choreography and that's it in some countries i sorry i uh some countries like i have been uh even i said to my organizer like Please, next time, let's do some um, technique workshops because it's uh, really necessary. Uh, fortunately, yes, some of uh, my organizers, they agree with me and then we do it more technique. Okay, some uh, countries, they want to learn, some Asian, especially, uh, they want to learn only uh, choreography, but they learn so quickly. So it's like uh, Asian dance belly dance or oriental dance now getting more high because they love to work hours and hours days and weeks so that's uh it's really good but of course we all they all want to be under spotlights so then they poison each other and they are gossiping or something this is the bad side of the belly dance for me and i this is my Opinion, of course, maybe other people see different way and I have respect to them. Just uh, we need to have more respect each other. Belly dance, oriental dance, Turkish, Egyptian, or Indian, Lebanese, Syrian, the gypsy, Romani, whatever. Just we need to have more respect each other.
1: Mm. And uh, by the way, you are a teacher yourself and we actually had quite a few previous podcast guests who were mentioning you and uh, uh, attending your classes and how much uh, they took, uh, took from it uh, and encouragement and knowledge and motivation. So I really want to, to ask you, like, as a teacher, how you deal with students who you see they are just like crazy and just developing as dancers but they have that urge for a spotlight how do you make sure that you direct them or help at least to direct them in a like right direction of development Uh and still like motivate and encourage them to work rather than um, and help them to avoid those mistakes of how to get to spotlight uh, shortcuts
0: <laughs> i try to give them because one time uh, one of my friends and um, she's teacher and this happened as many years before when we are talking about it and she uh, told me uh, i don't She said, she doesn't teach to her students hundreds of herself. I said, why? Yeah, because when you teach them hundreds and then they will feel like they cannot learn something more from you and then they will leave you. I said, this is not correct. And still I say the same, like this is not correct. Some students like, I have, I think in local, I live in Belgium and locally is a 12 or maybe more teachers. They were my students and they are our future. I will not live forever. So then I need to teach the hundred percent, even sometimes hundred percent, not enough. Like I have to think like, okay, I can study more this style, whatever uh, style, then I can teach more. So this is for me correct way because what you teach, they will teach today's students also. So this is uh, the feature of the dance, feature of the belly dance or oriental dance, whatever you call So if you keep something for yourself, you see then the students... It will, te- she will or he will teach uh, that way. And that if you teach, like, don't give 100%, of course, uh, she or he also will think this way. For example, if I teach her 80%, and then when she's gonna teach, she will teach also less, this means 60%. And after that, maybe 40%. You see, what you have as a knowledge 100% after two teachers, um, after two times is become half. So this is not the future for belly dance or oriental dance. This is not good. We need to give much as possible in correct way because we are human. We can also make mistakes. We try, in my case, I try my best to get much as possible information from my teachers, from my friends, my colleagues, and then I'm teaching. Because uh, if I just learn from YouTube and then I teach to my students, for me, this is not correct and this is not future for the dance. So as I try to correct them uh, to be good teacher, because uh, when they come to me some of them it's like second i want to be teacher mm-hmm. okay for teacher uh, you need to know many things because we are not teaching only choreographies we are teaching technique we are teaching dance we are teaching education we are teaching uh sometimes psychology because uh, you are a teacher in my case i'm a man front of 20, in the normal weekly classes, front of 20 women. And they all have different moods, different psychologies. Some of them, in during the day, she fight with her boss. Other one has a problem with her boyfriend. Other one, she's so happy on her marriage. And all, it's the same classes. So I need to make balance between them. And as a man, this is uh, actually hardest case because uh, women maybe can understand easier to women, but a man not easy to understand women. But and so we need to handle the, this also. When I'm teaching, I try to explain this also because. Uh, When you're as a teacher, you teach dance, technique, education, knowledge, the history and the country and the psychology. So all these things, uh, it's a little bit hard, but of course it's possible. And when I'm teaching, I try to focus on these things because the new uh, teachers is our future. Because some years after, maybe I will be not in the dance, but they will continue. And of course, if they said I learned this, like, I have still respect to my teachers. Some of them, they are not even dancing anymore. But I will never forget to mention their names.
1: That's such a great uh, point and reminder for all dancers, uh, And thank you for bringing it up, because uh, I kind of feel we start losing that uh, uh, tradition of uh, student-teacher, almost generations or lineage, I would rather say. Uh, We start uh, losing it because uh, more and more dancers, they kind of think they need to almost refuse or forget about their training at times whenever they s- become teachers or professionals. And that's very unfortunate that there is no, uh, literally like a strong lineage between teacher and student and then further student of student. But listening to you, I I got another question. Uh, a lot of uh, dancers who are students themselves, um, they... Uh, at some point get very strong wish to start teaching themselves and they feel they really want to do it and in their mind they may be uh, ready or maybe their dense friends uh, keep telling them or oh, you're ready you should start teaching but we all often encounter situations that students they are afraid even to come up to their teachers and start to talk because they're afraid that the teacher will be upset or angry that the student, uh, suddenly decided that they want to teach or they may be afraid that they will leave them. So how would you suggest, uh, students like, Talking now from student point of view, how to approach the situation? And first of all, how to really check if you are really ready to even start
0: teaching? Uh, I'm asking uh, in this kind of situation, I'm asking to student. Actually, I don't like this word students because we are all students in this life. Even I'm teacher more than 25 years and I'm still feeling some way i'm student so it's we are all students we when you teach you also learning something from your students because it is life experience maybe you don't learn some choreography or technique but you learn some life experience from your students so we are all learning uh, that's why i don't call students i call uh angels to my students <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they they know me on this way like when i say for example they start to to talk in the class i say it like angels come let's dance and then they all start to dance so they know me all the years so i call them angels so in this case uh some of angels come to me then say it like second i want to be teacher okay first question i ask why. Because you need uh, to love what you're doing. And if you want to be teacher, just because of uh, sparkling, glittering under the spotlights, and I said no. Because whatever you're doing, you can do any kind of jobs, but you need to love it. And if you love to teach, do it. And if you think this is good for you for your uh, mind for your life and because you need to love you need to enjoy and it's like because some people have uh, self-confidence more than enough some other people never have enough but when they for example see uh, sometimes you watch something i don't know ski or you go to Circus and you see some acrobacy things, you see it like, oh, I can do also. Like who has a uh, self-confidence more than enough? Or sometimes when they see, uh, they think like we have some hours to work and the rest of uh, the time we are just sitting. No, we are preparing this. Just we have different hours than others. I know uh sometimes my neighbors they come from work and I go to work. And but we have uh, also many hours to work and also many hours to preparation. Even sometimes they think uh for the dance as a dancer like ah oh, what are you doing you dance only 15 minutes. So that's job. I said yes but this 15 minutes what you see. And behind us this, this 15 minutes to dance on the stage there's many hours preparations and the costume and coming driving and everything so it's like people again same subject judging from the cover of the book let's back to the subject like uh, to my students or to angels and i said like why you want to teach because if just for a hobby, like, okay, I'm boring, so I saw so it's so easy to teach, so I can teach also. Then I said, no, because this is, uh, you need to love, always. What are you doing as a job, you need to love, but as a teacher, you need to love more, because if you see on yourself, me, 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 when we look, when we're dancing, there's 20, girls or old men is then 20 person or more dancing behind of you and if you looking only to yourself in the mirror at the mirror like you are not teacher you are just uh, some narcissist like you love to watch yourself and you don't care about others no you need to see one by one all this People who is coming to your lessons or workshop, you need to check them and you need to share your knowledge. Like these things, if you are ready to do it, then okay, be teacher. I can support you. But don't forget, we are not teaching only dance or I mean only choreography or only techniques. We're teaching more than this. Like for me, when uh, students, they ask it, uh, Second, what is this figure, for example? Or what is the name of this figure? What is the, I don't know, any questions? And as a teacher, if I say, uh, uh, sorry, that's wrong answer. Yes, because you need to know what are you doing. And if you don't know enough, don't do it. So then when I have, of course, all my students now, all uh, teaching now, they don't start immediately advanced classes. They start uh, beginner's classes. But same time, they come to continue to take uh, lessons or private lessons from me. And I send them also to other teachers. Like when you have chance, go get much as possible because we all have our own color. So, take some colors from me, some colors from other teachers, some colors from other dancers. The end, you're going to make your own color as a teacher or you're going to be rainbow. That's like that's continue. Otherwise, if you're going to be my color, maybe it will be not fitted with you. Because if they want to see Serkan Tutar uh, style, then probably they prefer me dancing, not you. I'm seeing this way. Like I said, we have so many copies. We have so many great dancers, and then we have so many copies. So that's a pity for me. So I uh, support my students or my angels as a teacher, because they will be our future. But I prefer, I want they teach correct, they teach good, so that's why they need to get as much as possible lessons, workshops, uh, whatever they can learn, they need to learn. And if they need my help in any time, I'm always ready to help them.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, collecting uh, all kind of different spices from different teachers and places <laughs> to cook yes. later your own dish, like you mentioned before earlier today. Ah,
0: uh, that's awesome. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, how I'm feeling because I also learned I was not born as a ballet dancer or dancer or teacher. I also learned since I'm 10 years old from my, this landlord, this uh, Saudi lady. And that time we didn't have even coins belt or something with uh, untechnologic uh, things we were using to make sound, But uh that makes uh reach my food but i mean you know what i'm talking about like the then that's give me some spice to use it in my style and my egyptian teachers my turkish teachers and even is um fusion or tribal fusion is not really my style but if i have chance i love to talk with my uh tribal fusion fusion uh teachers friends and And sometimes I took some workshops from them. I love uh, to do these things because this makes uh, reach my foot as a dance.
1: So true, so true. Also, uh, one topic that I definitely cannot... uh, uh miss or and <laughs> or skip uh, because it's also co- closely related to what we are talking right now the educational opportunities for dancers uh, but also is a big part of your activities it's uh, it's your event your festival uh in istanbul so can you please tell uh, tell dancers when is the next upcoming uh, dates of event and what to expect from it and and uh what uh, what is uh, special what is the the that that one or two or three <laughs> reasons for dancers to to come and, and join you at at this uh, event
0: Thank you uh my uh, next event next uh, festival is in between 12 15 june 2020 it's Rakaş Istanbul, so you can also understand in Istanbul, Turkey, and it's. Um, I'm doing already eight years this festival, and there's of course many reasons uh, people can come, but the the first reason, I think it's a uh, if they want to feel like a friendly and family atmosphere because i said we are one big family in rakas istanbul festival and uh, i have many friends and many uh, dancers uh, supporting me on this case and if they want to have friendly and family atmosphere of course learning many different styles and not only choreography is also the culture and knowledge and of course in one of the most beautiful city in the world there's many but for me one of the uh, most beautiful is istanbul is very magical city so this is also one reason they should come they can come and learn and enjoy because which is nice in Raka's Istanbul. When they are learning, they don't understand how they learn because they had so much fun. Even we have so much activities in this, uh, three, four days. There is a many workshops, competition, gala show, open stage show, and this uh, photo shooting bazaar. So it's, they are full every time. Every time they said, oh, we sleep less, but we don't care because we enjoy a lot. And I try to choose every year different kind of styles, not only belly dance. I mean, uh, not only, for example, Egyptian style, not only Turkish style. I try to make a nice mix because if you want to be a good dancer, good teacher, you need to know more than one style. And I do my best uh, to give the best who is coming. And I uh, every year, uh, I have many uh, messages. Oh, I want to come and participate to competition, for example, only. And I said, no. Only competition, because I don't want people to see my festival, only competition. And I don't say anything about competition because I also... Uh, take one competition in 2008 in Germany, Leila Giovanna Festival, and I was the winner, Meli better Dancer of the World, so I'm not against the competitions. But I don't like people see my festival or other any festivals, see only as a competition. No. You need to learn something more. That's why if you want to participate to competition in my RAKAS Istanbul Festival, you need to take some workshops. Otherwise, it's not fair. Because when you say, no, I don't need to learn, I have my own style. Sorry, what is your style? My own style. But can you tell me what is your style? It's, uh, I don't say the names of course, but uh, for example, Madame X. So I have the Madame X style. I said, sorry, this is not style, this is personality. Style is different. So you can have many styles, but your own style is your personality. That's a different subject. So they need to come and learn and enjoy this family uh, friendly and full of dance, full of uh, knowledge. Because for me, my teachers who is coming to Raka's Istanbul, it's uh, very important as a good teacher and good dancer and good person. If one of these three is not, sorry, there's uh, no place in Rekas, Istanbul for this kind of teacher. So who is coming, the participating, they're all satisfied and happy, uh, appreciate from the teachers, from the festival. And of course, Istanbul and Turkey is very beautiful and it's good time, June. You can make a combination with the holiday and shopping, Grand Bazaar, Blumoski, Ayasofya, many things. And of course, and all my hospitality is there. So that's one of the reasons. And uh, I hope they will come and try.
1: And you also have so many, uh, so many teachers at the festival, not only local teachers, but uh, people who you invited to come uh, to Istanbul specifically for the event. But in general, there are so many teachers, so there are so many options of different workshops and learning opportunities. And uh, uh, personally, from my end, I can only add uh, something that you already, you read my mind, uh, exactly the words I was about to use. Istanbul is a truly magical city that is absolutely... It's just a luxury to have uh, such a combination of dance activities and all the things that you can do and see in Istanbul. And uh, uh, it, it's really probably a magical, uh, du- double magical experience <laughs> for everyone. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank you. Think you're thinking this way because that I try to show it. And uh, beginning of our conversation, if you remember, I said like some people just organize with one teacher or two and one, uh, some workshops, one, two. And then uh, they call this international festival uh, that I try to tell like this is that's events when you organize some workshop and then evening is show is an event okay it's nice but don't need to call international uh, festival because international festival like uh, there's of course also in egypt in raka istanbul and some countries and uh, there's some festivals is very international because you have more than one style and very internationally teachers, one from Egypt, other one is from Turkey, other one is from uh, China, Hungary, Czech, and Ukraine, Russia. There's very good, talented, and very great dancers or teachers also, because I uh, want to say, it's not the oriental dance or belly dance is not only hand of uh, Turkey, or hand of Egypt or hand of Russia, because you cannot say this. Uh, we are uh, Turkish, so only we can teach. We are Egyptians, only we can teach. We are Russians or Ukrainian, only we can teach. This is uh, I don't accept this because okay, you can uh, maybe the words. I'm Turkish, I can teach. I'm Egyptians, I can teach. This that. I'm Russian. I can teach this style. But when you say only I can teach, there's uh, something is I'm not agree. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Only is like no. This is not only in your hand or not only in my hand. Because um, everybody is different and everybody has different taste. Maybe somebody will like to teach, uh, learn from me. At the same time, other person maybe will never like to learn from me. It's uh, we need to, to see ourselves, um, normal size. If you see yourself, you're giant, you are the best. Okay, you are the best for yourself. For, some part, like some people, maybe they love you, and you're best for these people. But maybe some other people, sorry to say, they don't like you. So you cannot say you are the best. On my festival, I have one sentence, like, uh the biggest and best festival in Turkey. I don't say in the world, because in the world, is like, it's different. It's... I know in uh, Turkey the other festivals what they are doing. So then I have this sentence is this way. But if I say I'm the best festival in the world, is the biggest one? No, sorry. This is like uh, I see myself in you know giant, the biggest, best. No, no, it's not correct. So we need to know our place and our knowledge we need to share and what's wrong with the share and if i say i'm turkish uh, dancers okay i do uh, turkish dances and i'm sharing but i don't say i'm the best or only i can teach this style for me this is not correct but of course there's uh, somebody saying this and this is their choice let them say it and so how have we come to this subject? I don't remember now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. We just were talking about uh, how many teachers uh, you have yes, at the festival. <laughs> many,
0: many teachers. Yeah. And then some people doing festival <laughs> events. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, it's uh, many teachers because I love to give much as possible. Even in my workshops, for example, if it's two hours or three hours, sometimes even without break, I continue because... They come there to learn, to spend time, spend money, spend. They sweat, so I want to give much as possible. So even without break, I continue, continue, because I don't want feel they feel like oh, five minutes was empty. So festival is the same. I want to give them much as possible styles, even uh, because it's all inclusive style my festival. It's a, uh, for example, you are uh, Turkish style belly dancers, but then you're interesting uh, Egyptian style belly dance. So go to the Egyptian style teacher, and then, for example, it's not your taste. There's a tribal fusion style. So you go there because all inclusive like that. You you have different tastes. That's uh, my. Um, hospitality I think get much is possible or give much is possible and then most of the time that's why eight years already we are doing uh, most of the time uh, everybody is happy
1: well it's also a great opportunity to get out of your comfort zone and to try something that maybe you don't even uh, familiar much with or maybe you don't like yet. Uh, or in general it but to challenge yourself with something that is different and having this concentration of different things in one event it's a great learning opportunity and that i believe when the real growth happens it's when you push yourself to try something completely Uh, different for for yourself so thank you for sharing and i hope all dancers already marked their calendars and already thinking what to put in their uh, luggage to to bring (laughs) for the festival
0: (laughs) okay uh the this one tip uh, who's planning to come come with anti luggage. Oh, yes. <laughs> because I know by experience, every year we have some like, oh my God, is I bought so much things in Istanbul. So I have uh, some extra kilo uh, for go back my country because not, okay, in like Istanbul, there's bazaar and everything. So you can buy new costumes and everything. But Istanbul and Turkey, it's, it's a cheap to buy clothes and everything and souvenirs, and uh, so better just come empty luggage because sh- you can be sure it's gonna be full and very reasonable price, very really, uh, cheap. So it's gonna be full. I can give them hint, come with empty suitcase because uh, anyway, your heart will be full of uh, dance, city and beauty and love. And your suitcase would be full of clothes and costumes and everything. And uh, if they need any question to ask, uh, if they need any answer for their questions, they can uh, write me or find me in the website of the And I can reply them as a personal things. And if they need my help in... In any case, I have also sarkan.be from Belgium, my website. And and if they more interesting to learn, because I have some DVDs, uh, some technique DVDs. And one of the technique DVDs, we make it uh, what's the difference between Turkish style and Raksha key. And uh, we make it a DVD of it. So like that, uh, maybe they can have more uh, visual Uh, explanation now we try to just by words but there is a a visual they can see it
1: Mm, that's great and uh, uh, thank you for sharing absolutely important and essential tip about luggage I can <laughs> confirm it with my personal experience yes, <laughs> bring as empty as possible or just be ready to get a new one uh, on the way back uh, but also thank you for sharing all links I will add them in the show notes so for all our listeners it's easy to find and connect and to find more information about both your activities and uh, festival activities so all links to the websites as well as to your social media uh, will be in the show notes so people you can just l- look there and click and go directly to all those pages and before i ask our final uh, signature question of the podcast i just want to thank you once again for taking your time and sharing and being uh honest and uh, open to discuss uh, some very uh, sensitive topics uh both about culture and about uh, student and teacher relationships and uh, we talked about so many different (laughs) topics today so thank you so much for for sharing your your awesomeness with us
0: (laughs) thank you uh, Yana also to you you give me this opportunity and thank you you are uh, very honest and is uh, very objective because uh, I told you I was a little bit nervous before the interview and but you were objective and even we don't talk about what we will talk we said we will talk about my experience and about the dance so it's like uh, we didn't uh, fix them because this is uh, sometimes uh, there's this kind of experience okay we will talk about this 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 is the questions and then it's become it's not natural anymore Mm -hmm. it's not um, yeah natural is the correct word actually it's like then it's become more kind of, not a fake, I don't want to say this word, but it's more like, "Ah, okay, I know uh, the answer, I know the questions, like that this was more real because uh, we didn't talk about the questions, we didn't talk about what we will talk. So it's become more natural. That's why we go many subjects. So thank you for this. Thank you for being uh, objective and being natural and thank you, let me be myself. That's is important because I didn't feel like, oh, I have to uh, be careful. Okay, I'm careful, of course. It's like I don't say, but I want to say one more time, here, all these things, what I say, I'm not talking one style is better than other style or one uh, I'm better than other one. No, everybody is better. Everybody is good, they own things. If you uh, want to to learn different styles, please go and run to other style. Because I said, I don't say Turkish style is better than uh, Egyptian or Egyptian is better than Turkish or Bollywood is better than um, tribal fusion, all different. And if you have chance, go run to learn something because you never know what you can learn. I When I learn some tribal fusion, I love it because I uh, find new posture to to use it. And so it's like, uh, thank you. You give me this opportunity. And again, I'm saying, I'm not saying something bad uh, or good one than other one because dance is a universal. Just stay in dance because dance keep us uh alive mentally and physically mm,
1: that's true and thank you thank you once again for being willing to participate and uh, uh just bringing up all those topics i'm i feel very lucky that all our listeners are super reasonable people and the feedback that i usually get from them it's awesome uh always actually so far and i just feel that people um understand that we all come from different uh, cultures, from different backgrounds, from different perspectives. We are used to communicate the same ideas in different ways and using different words or terminology. And also there is another challenge that uh, a lot of our our guests on the podcast and even me including, it's not native English speakers. So sometimes like we also need to give, uh, uh, whenever we think uh, we heard this, we also need to filter or maybe we need to go and look beyond just the the obvious wording but actually look on the idea or message that the person was trying to communicate uh, So, but thank you so much for bringing it up and it's a great reminder also uh, thank you for uh, being brave to actually agree to this conversation without <laughs> any script <laughs> because for many people it's actually a challenge uh, that you don't know exactly what we are going to talk about, That the, the beauty of it is that actually I don't know in advance also 100% where the conversation will go and uh, i just took the at some point this decision to not let any scripted uh, interviews into the podcast uh because it just it gives exactly that feel that you uh, described that i'm also trying to bring in the podcast and keep it there so uh thank you for um willing and uh, uh, agreeing (laughs) to participate in such (laughs) experiment for you (laughs) Uh, and uh, being a part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. At the same time, we do have a couple of uh, kind of scripted questions (laughs) and and one of them is our signature uh, final question of the podcast. And the question is, What makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years?
0: Actually, in this interview, I say it already because Mm -hmm. uh, for me, oriental dance is the ocean. And when I swim on it, and I discover more and more, and each time I'm falling in love, like um, sometimes... Uh, when I discover uh, new things, I said like, wow, I'm dancing all these years and I just, I found this new. It's it's nice. Okay, same time, I feel like, oh, shame on me. Why I didn't see it before all these years. But then it's like, make it like a treasure. It's uh, still, uh, after all these years, I'm dancing and teacher, still I feel, oh, this is, It's new for me. I need to study. I need to learn. And this makes me fall in love again. And, of course, it's uh, all these different styles in it. I don't say any other uh, dance forms. I mean, I love tango uh, or flamenco. Probably they have also insights uh, of tango, different tangos, different flamencos, different things. I don't know. I'm not specialist of these things. But in oriental dance... I still find new things like okay Egyptian Turkish Lebanese uh, Saidi Turkish Gypsy, Roman and its folklore uh, Baladi it's every time okay I don't say I'm finding these things new but when I uh, try again and again I fall in love and I gives gives this gives me more continue feeling like yes like Oriental dances never ends story and uh, okay there is also modern style uh, but I'm feeling I'm going more and more traditional so that gives me more uh, feeling like I really enjoy more more traditional more uh all these okay i also love modern things but then this gives me and every time i'm in love with oriental dance and of course when you dance on the stage and you get all this applause and after then you receive this uh, nice comments like uh, especially when i receive it from men audience You know, he came with her, with his uh, wife or something, with the family. And I understand I'm doing correct my job. Because uh, the female audience is kind of uh, easier because they like to enjoy and they like to see male belly dancer. So then we enjoy together. So we get crazy. Yoo-hoo, club, applause, everything. But... Man is not like that. Man is like uh, even sometimes. Like, oh, again belly dance, or again. Uh, I'm sure some of uh, people can understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, their boyfriend, their husband said like, "Oh, again, want to come to watch the show?" Or for them, it's all the same music, all the same style. But then when I hear from men audience like, uh, "Bravo, sir," can you dance uh, very good, amazing, or something like that. Then I say it like, okay, they are not easy to satisfy it because they also want to see female belly dancer. But when they see about my dance, because they see only dance, then I feel like, okay, I'm in on correct way, so I need to continue. But of course, Oriental dance is is love for me.
1: Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, do you know the best way to support this project? Is to share it with your friends. It takes a few seconds, costs you nothing, but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future. You can... Tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimming, keep dancing, and I will see you soon.